This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. They don't marry. They don't go hand in hand. They are forces that repel themselves. See, the message of grace will produce great faith. Hallelujah. When you know that God is... See, let me open to the book of... Um, the story when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. In John 11, 42, hear this. Now, when Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, he got into the house and there was a crowd outside and he said this girl is sleeping and they began to laugh now Jesus permitted no one to enter into the room where he was going to save for Peter, James and John because he didn't want their faith or their mockery or their doubt to alter the spirit of faith which he had right? so even Jesus, even if he was God in a man, he was like us and had to be careful what he heard he was a miracle worker, of course, he was a healer. But even as a man himself, he had to give heed to what he heard and he was protecting himself. So he said, he should leave. And he went alone with three of his disciples and went and raised the girl from the dead. Now, when he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, this wasn't in the room. Lazarus has been buried. He had died for four days. So it was, it was, an, it was open, right? And there were doubters there. Now, this is what Jesus did. John chapter, chapter 11, verse um, 42. John 11, 42. Faith which walketh by love. Now, Jesus said to her, he said, the, the sister of the guy who died. This guy died for four days. I'm not so many of us have really, really, like, Pictured it. Somebody died on today is Saturday, right? Four days ago is like Wednesday. Somebody died on Wednesday. Since Wednesday, I mean, the news are going that the person had died. And after four days, Jesus is going to meet this dead corpse, this corpse rather. So then he took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Or salvation says, I thank thee that you hear me always. So he was declaring God's faithfulness to him. That God is faithful to him, Jesus. Then he said one thing. He said, And I know that you hear me always. But because of these people which stand by, I said it. I said it out. That you hear me always. That they may believe that thou hast sent me. So how would that belief come? When they saw that God was loyal to Jesus. Do you understand me? When they understood, he said it out, that Father, you hear me always. So, he was giving them the gift of faith based on the faithfulness of God to him. So even for Jesus, what, where did the root of faith, where did, where, where the, where did the, the faith come from? From the consciousness that God was faithful to him. And when he does said, he spoke with a loud, loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. And the guy was raised from the dead. But he said, I thank thee. He said, I know that you heareth me always. He had this man. He, see, as, as believers, you must have this image that God is pulled towards us. That, I mean, that God spurs us. Do you understand? Faith 
walketh by love. Faith walketh by love. Our faith is made alive when we are conscious of this fact. You can see in James, James 1, 3, 4, it says faith walketh patience. So it means faith engineers patience. So when it says faith walketh by love, it means love engineers faith. Not your love, God's love. The consciousness of God's love towards you. Never let it leave your soul. Never let it leave your heart that God loves you. It is, it is the mother of faith. It is the mother of faith. The consciousness that God is loyal and faithful unto his own. That God loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That God loves us. That is the spirit of faith. Praise God. That is how our faith would work. It would work by this truth that God loves us. It's a truth he must never let go. Hear the prayers of Jesus in John 17. He said, he was praying for disciples. He said, I have manifested thy name unto, unto them. He said, now I know you have given me all things. He said, I pray for them and I pray not for this world or for they which you shall bring unto me. He says, their mind I'm glorified in them. I'm speeding up. Verse 11, he says, I now am not in the world. I come to the Holy Father. He says, keep, he says, keep for thy own name those who have given, given unto me. He says, and now I come unto thee and this is I speak in the world that they might have joy fulfilled in themselves. He says, sanctify them to thy truth, their word is truth. He says, and for thy sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified to the truth. He says, and the glory thou has given me, I give unto them, that they may be one and even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that may be perfect in one, that they may know that thou hast sent me and thou hast loved them the way you have loved me. That was where faith was birthed. He says that they may know that you have you have loved me. You have loved that you have loved them the way you have loved me. Now in Ephesians 3:16, look at the prayer that Paul prays for the church. He says that you may know the love of God, which passeth knowledge. Now I'll explain to you. Let me let's let me open it. Ephesians 3:16. Ephesians chapter 3, verse. 16. Paul was praying. He came and said, he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. He says that he being rooted and grounded in love. Now there's a semicolon after that. He says that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith. Why? Because you are rooted and grounded in love. He says that you may be able to comprehend. Comprehend means to be, to be aware of. To understand. By experience within you. He says what is the breadth, length and depth and height. And to know the love of God which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So faith would come with the consciousness of God's love. So that's the meaning of faith which is operated by love. I know what grace is the character of love. So the knowledge of God's grace towards you would fall the spirit of faith in your heart. It would fail it. To fall it, you must consistently say that God has forgiven you. That is that before I, I, I know see love is an ambiguous word, right? I, I, it means many things. It means loyalty, it means forgiveness, it means respect, it means regard, it means like that God regards us, that God likes me, that God is loyal to me. He's a friend that's ticket. I know we've talked about all the faithfulness of God. 
oh, that we, I mean, we, should, we should be faithful to God, being faithful to God. But you know, you must understand first God's faithfulness towards you. It was said of Jesus. He says, he says, he would in no wise turn anyone back. That is the character of our God towards us. So this is the faith which worketh by love. So faith would arise in our hearts when we consistently remind ourselves that God loves us. And that was what this woman said within herself. That if I can touch the realm of his garments, do you know what that means? That he would permit me. Because she wasn't supposed to do that. She said, he would allow me. She said, I know. She said, I know within herself. He would allow me. He would allow me. He touches lepers. He touches the unclean. If I can only just touch the hem of his garment. Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Because she was conscious of it. Hallelujah. Let's begin to pray. And let's begin to declare in our hearts. And remind ourselves. Remind our souls again and again. That we are loved of God. That we are loved of God. Hallelujah. That he will preserve us blameless to the last day. That he thinks of us. That he has loved us. It is worth breath and salvation. And even today, he loves us more. He that comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder, that he is kind to those who have sought him. Hallelujah. See, Jesus defined the faith he wants us to have as that of a childlike faith. Do you know why? Because children have this false assumption that everybody likes them, that everybody loves them. And that's why those who hurt children, they take advantage of that. They have this permanent assumption that everything is theirs, that you love them. They feel entitled to your love. So a child just runs to your arms. He doesn't even care who you are. Or wakes up in the morning and demands breakfast. He just assumes that you are there for, for him or her. That's childlike faith. Because that child knows. He doesn't think that he don't. He doesn't think it. He assumes that he's loved by you. That you like him. And that is childlike faith. That's the kind of faith God wants us to have. Never doubting how he thinks of us. Never doubting what he thinks of us. The man, the Bible says, the double-minded man is unstable in his ways. He's first double-minded when he begins to oscillate between whether God likes him or God doesn't like him or God is pleased with him or not. At no point in your journey on earth is God not pleased with you. Is God not in love with you? At no point, even at your lowest point, even when you feel the most dirtiest, even when you feel unworthy, even when you have made mistakes, even when the, re the result of the predicament is your fault, even when we make errors, let me even add, even when you willfully make errors, what is First Corinthians chapter 1? See this Corinthian church. We're the most indisciplined church in church history. <laughs> I don't know, maybe there was churches still now. There was lots of immorality within their midst. So Paul wrote a letter to them, trying to address the sins and the the the, the, the decadence amongst them. Now, if verse one says, "I Paul, called by an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the will of God." He says, grace to you and peace from God the Father Jesus Christ. He says, I thank my God for you, that you are enriched by him in all knowledge, that you come behind him in no gift. He says, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
he writes this to the church. If you read the rest of this letter, you'll be amazed at what he did. But he says, he says, who shall confirm me unto the end that she may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? In fact, in your KJV, you'll notice that the word that he may, may is in italics. Do you know why? Because when the translators found this text, they did not believe that this was Paul meant. They didn't believe that God's mind towards his people or this Lord who have done so evil, they didn't believe that God's mind would be unchanged. So you should actually read. He <laughs> says, Who shall confirm you unto the end? Blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Not that you may be. He <laughs> says, God is faithful by whom you were called. God is faithful to who? To them. God is faithful to them. You must say, God is faithful to me. That is what it means when Jesus said, I thank you, Father, for you hear me always. He said, God is faithful to me. God is faithful to me. It was a proud, bold statement. God is faithful to me. I have this image. In this world and the world to come, God is faithful to me. He won't turn me back. He says, God is faithful by whom we are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. That was an introductory message to a church that was steep in the worst kind of sin you could never imagine. He says, God is faithful to them, to them. Not just to his principles, but to us. And that is the first recipient of love, and that is the spirit of love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith it works by love. Faith works by love. <laughs> Do you know why some people sin and when they sin against God, evil happens? It's not the same. It's not God punishing them. It's the devil. Because what happens is when you sin, he accuses you. When he accuses you, there's guilt. When you have guilt, you walk in unbelief. When you walk in unbelief, Satan comes in and destroys you. Yeah. It's guilt. Every story of Job, that's what happened. There was guilt, unbelief, and then there was fear. You know, Job made sacrifices day by day. The sacrifices, the, the sickness of Job was not a punishment from God. He never came. Job put upon himself. He made sacrifices day by day because he felt his children were sinning. And you know, when there's guilt, you think that you have to do something to meet up to God's standard. The Bible says you who thinks it's justified by the law has fallen from grace. When you think maybe it's by what you do to earn God's approval, you are falling from grace. When you fall from grace, you fall into unbelief. That's what happens. So you see, Job, there was guilt. And after guilt, there was unbelief. And you see, Job wrote, he said, when his first child died and when his first children died by the fire, he said, the thing I greatly fear has come upon me. He broke the hedge, you know, that God put around him because of unbelief, which was stirred up by the consciousness that he had to earn God's approval. Job chapter 2, 3, 4, you hear the, the, his, his lamentations. He would say, I have bowed down to no man, I have given to the poor. He thought he could earn God's approval by, by his works. But he was justified by faith. And because of guilt, unbelief, unbelief, then the attack came. So many times when someone sins and there's resulting, maybe he sins and he loses his job, or he sins and his wife dies. As a pastor, he said he, he, he had an affair, and when he had the affair, um, 
he got somebody pregnant and when the person committed abortion his own his, his own first child later died of sickness and someone said it was because of the sin no, it wasn't because of the sin it's because of the guilt you know when he made that had that affair satan accused him the bible says when our heart condemns us the holy ghost does not condemn us and when you sleep into condemnation and self-pity it's not humility you sleep into unbelief and i tell you become vulnerable to satan so faith walketh by love or faith walketh by acceptance that we accepted into the beloved that we please god that we are loved by god faith walketh by love hallelujah this day in our prayers in our sing it be loud about it see david sang he said blessed is the man in whom the Lord shall not impute sin. It was, he sang it often. Blesses the man. Whom the Lord shall not impute sin. He was just conscious that he was accepted by God at every point in time. It was almost embrace yourself like this. And say God loves me. Embrace yourself every time. And say I'm loved of God. Say thank you Jesus for loving me. And you feel that strain of faith in your heart. In your heart. Once you feel your prayer is not moving fast enough. Just start thinking and thanking him, for, thanking him for the death of his son, for the sacrifice for sins towards you, for on your behalf. You realize the spirit of faith will begin to ginger in your heart. Just say, "I'm loved of God." Just be bold, be reckless like a last child. You know, we are the last born. We are the chosen generation, a royal priesthood, the chosen one. You know, we are spoiled by him we are god's last born that he loves so dearly and from there's a spirit of faith that's where the spirit of faith comes she said within herself if only i can touch the hem of his garment because he won't turn me back he loves me 